Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. And if you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. You can find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com, also on Twitter and Instagram at WGTherapy, individually. Uh, Tom underscore Loveman on Twitter and Tom Loveman on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm at Roshni Lamino, and I have changed my handle on Instagram. It's also at Roshni Lamino. So if you're listening to a past episode, even if you go to the old one, you'll still find me at Roshni Lamino. It'll redirect Yay. Woohoo! Get your identity all squared away, huh? Right. Good deal. <laughs> so it's been a little crazy lately. Understatement. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we thought this week we'd do something a little more fun, a little more lighthearted. Uh, I saw this um, listicle on BuzzFeed a couple months ago, uh, 37 things Americans do in movies and TV shows that truly confuse non-Americans. So I thought it'd be funny if we went down this list and, and, and see what people are complaining about and see how, uh, what movies we think they might be referencing or what movie, you know, how we write, if we write those things in our scripts too, to see if we're being too American in our scripts. <laughs> Now, as a, as a caveat, uh, looking through this list, it doesn't say what part of the world the people tweeting these thoughts are from. So just FYI, yeah, you know. You, you can make some guesses, I suppose. But yeah, it's hard to say. But uh, um, we're not going to name names, though, are we? We're not going <laughs> to. Probably not. Let's see how no. American we really are in our scripts. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Number one is, uh, do Americans really grow up with a specific university in mind and call their dream school? Or is that is that just a movie trope because it's just so bizarre to me? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's true. I yeah. think it's totally true. It's yeah. true. I know for me, my dream school was Cornell. What was yours? Well, I didn't have a dream school, actually. Um, but when I went to school, I went to Indiana University. And the people in Indiana are diehard. You know, if you go to Indiana University, you're a Hoosier, you know, you're diehard Hoosier. And like your kids grow up, gonna, they're going to be Hoosiers. They have baby clothes with the university stuff. It's it's insane. So that's absolutely true. It, it really is very true, especially with the big state universities. You know, I'm thinking about it. And I think like in some places, I believe like in Germany, maybe they have paid for education Canada too, right? Where it's just, you, it's paid for and you can just go. So maybe that's why they don't have the whole dream school because they just, they're like, I'm going to go into the school right here because they're paying for it. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's kind of the same. I'm not saying the education is necessarily yeah. the same, but like if you know, you know, because I mean, here it's like community college versus state college versus like private. So we yeah. have like levels of like what college means to us, I guess. So maybe that's why yeah. we have that trope. And I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a movie, a foreign film that's set in a college setting. It's not something I think I've seen. I, I, I watch a decent amount of, you know, foreign films. So it's hard to, you know, uh, and, and Korean dramas and what have you. But I, I don't recall seeing a lot of that stuff. Huh. Interesting. Brings up the the idea. I don't want to like get too off base, but you know, as we're as writers, you know, when we write, we write from an American cultural perspective, mm -hmm. and we just you know, and we assume because we're writing for an English audience and an American audience that everything we write is going to be obvious to everybody else in the world because it's it's what everyone else watches. But these days, there's so much more content being created overseas. You know, that's local making content. inroads yeah. into American culture as well. 
Yeah. So we're seeing different cultures here as well. And so that, you know, that makes us go like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Number two, uh, do Americans complain about fluorescent lights in real life as much as they do on TV? I don't know. I never noticed that. This one I know. I mean, unless you mean like flickering fluorescent lights in a horror film. But I mean, no one talks about it. You just see it flickering. But I don't I don't really think so. Unless they're talking like, ooh, the lighting's bad for my selfie, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That one seems a little vague. So I, I want to know what show they were watching for that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three. Do Americans yeah. really just go to bars and drink like six? So- ah, can't speak. Do Americans really just go to bars and drink like six shots of whiskey and call it a night? That's how Americans drink on TV. And it's weird AF. Ah, yes. We're lightweights. I, I, I don't go out to drink. So you know, these days, no one goes out to drink, actually. I don't think so. I think that's character driven, you know, hard drinking character kind of stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the detective or the, you know, the 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 cop or whatever, the the mobster or the, the criminal, you know, the hard drinking guys. Uh, I think that's just a character thing. Well, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, do they mean like six shots of whiskey is really low or really high? Or, well, you know, that's, that's the idea. The guy walks into the bar, orders a shot, orders a shot, or, you know, orders a bunch of shots, and then I'm going home, you know, and that's his dinner or whatever, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, I guess I've never seen that trope. Yeah. Like, where it was like a detective thing? I, I Yeah, it's kind of a cop detective kind of thing. Like, you know, my partner got shot today. I'm going to go drink myself, to, you know, or oh, whatever. Oh, you know, okay. Drink myself silly or whatever. But uh, I think socially in America, I mean, I think drinking is more of a social thing. People go out, they drink with friends. Nobody's sitting at the bar drinking. I mean, there are probably people that do, but it's not as prevalent as it it appears in the movies. So I think that's a stereotype of, like I said, you know, specific types of characters, archetypes that you see in the films. Well, and we'll touch on this later because I did see a, I did see a tweet later on that actually speaks to some of the American isms that we have. But I do know when we write our films and our TV shows, everything, everything is rushed. Like, we don't ease into things. You're just kind of dropped into the middle of things. That's kind of how we're taught to write. So if they're saying, like, six shots is is really, like, wow, and then you go home, it's because it serves the story and it gets you in and out really fast. You don't want to see, a, you know, a whole thing where they're sitting around for two hours just drinking in the bar because then you're like, okay, move the story along, move the story along. So right. that could also play into it, maybe. Yeah, the old uh, come late, leave early. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get all the pleasantries and, like, a guy playing pool and yeah, chatting with his friends or whatever. You know, you just see that the part that's character-focused and. And then you move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about number four? Wait, do Americans actually get fed lunches in schools? I thought that was just a movie thing. It depends on the school, actually. And it depends on your area. That's true. I mean, I I, I wonder again, fed lunch. We had to buy our lunch, you know, at the school I went to. Yeah. We had to buy ours too. Yeah. Um, There are some schools these days because there are so many kids in some poor school districts. They get subsidized free lunches that they just started giving all the kids free lunches. So it wasn't like someone was being singled out kind of thing. But in general, American schools do have cafeterias and they do eat lunch together like they, they show on movies and TV shows. There are some schools where it's like they call it open campus where the kids go out to eat or can eat, you know, eat outside in the yard and stuff. 
that's not as I, I didn't grow up like that. So no, I they up, really you, didn't. we both grew up in the Midwest where in the winter you can't even go outside. So. Yeah. Well, they didn't have that because it was like if you left, they had no guarantee you'd come back. Yeah. Yeah. There's a control kind of thing there. But yeah. yes, we, we do eat. Our, so so all those like the bully, you know, the bully picking on the kid in the, in the cafeteria, all that stuff is very, you know, the clicks at the tables, all very true, actually. Mm hmm. A little bit exaggerated, I think, in some of the movies and stuff, but it's all very based on reality there. Yeah, they probably and I'm, like I said, they might also mean like, wow, you're getting free lunch, which, again, is dependent on the area you're in. Yeah, and, you know, the cafeteria is kind of the Wild West. It's where where stuff happens in school. So it's it's the place to be. It's where the social stuff goes yeah. down for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Do Americans eat s'mores as much as movies say they do? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Actually, I feel like I. Unless you're watching a camping movie, maybe. I, yeah. I well, whenever anybody goes camping in a movie, American movie, they do usually have like they're usually toasting marshmallows and making s'mores. It's kind of like it's iconic camping, you know, tradition. I yeah. Think. I will say I have to ask my husband about this. I don't think he ever had a s'more until he came here. I don't think he knew what it was. Till he yeah. moved to the U.S. So, so that could definitely be a trope. I guess I just don't notice it. Maybe I'm not watching enough camping movies. Yeah, they're they're, they're not really girls, just Girl Scout cookies. So they're oh, that's a Samoa, but the same <laughs> same idea. But yeah, the yeah, it's uh, it's unusual for other people because it's it's kind of a that's an American thing, which is kind of cool. They're so good. Mm -hmm. If you haven't yeah. had a s'more, try one. Make one. If you don't know what they are, it's graham crackers. Um, make a sandwich with graham crackers, uh, uh, toasted marshmallow over a fire, and melt, and that melts the chocolate. So you kind of create a sandwich of mush marshmallow, chocolate, and graham crackers. Oh my gosh, you're making me want to go get a s'more. All right, let's pause right now. I'm gonna go get a s'more. <laughs> There's no art to making a good s'more too. That's it's a very uh, it's a tricky thing. You oh. gotta get the marsh marshmallow just toasted just right. So good. All right, number six. Uh, do Americans actually have school mascots, or is that just a movie thing? It is true. That one is so true. Yeah, actually, I, I know it's true. Uh, although my high school didn't, we didn't have one. Really? Well, our high school, our high school, whatever you know, mascot, whatever it would be, uh, we were the Solon Comets. You know, like like you know, flying through the sky, blazing through the sky kind of thing. Okay. So we didn't have, we didn't have a mascot. You know, we joked that the, whatever cheerleader was like the alternate who just barely made the squad had to be the mascot. And they would put her in a giant <laughs> tennis ball and light her on fire and she would run around. Oh my God. So that was just a joke though. Yeah. Just well, okay. Wait, here's a question. How was big? Okay. Was this high school or middle school? That was high school. Okay. How big was your high school? Close to a thousand students. That's actually kind of small in, yeah. in high school american world four grades about 250 each yeah that's actually pretty small because i was going to say depending on your division the bigger schools would definitely have a mascot because you're playing in the bigger divisions Ah, uh, yes i think my high school was i'm trying to remember i think we were like four to five thousand and it was going to get bigger six years after i left because there was like supposed to be a big rush of kids. Everybody had kids all at the same time. Yeah. So when I was in, a senior in high school, all the sixth grade class was supposed to like balloon the the um, population of the school. But I think 4,000 is already pretty big. For, yeah, that, that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot. I grew up in a suburb, so. So did I. <laughs> but, oh, you know, this, this says school mascots. It doesn't say high school mascots. So colleges have mascots. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But even most high schools do most high schools do have mascots, even some middle schools. Yeah, they they all have, you know, some sort of, you know, the fighting tigers or whatever it is, you know, so they always have something. Yeah. 
I, you know, I always reminds me of Teen Wolf. Remember the, the, I don't remember what the mascot was in that, but were they, were, were they the wolves or not? I oh, actually, I've never seen it. I'm thinking about the Michael J. Fox one from I way know, back when in the never, movie. I know, but I've never, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's been a long time, but. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, do you remember the mascot on Smallville? This is the trivia question. No. Yeah, they were the crows, the Smallville crows. Oh my gosh. Some, some animals make for a better mascot than others. Yeah. I will say that. All right. right. Number seven. Why in shows and films do Americans always go to the fridge and get a bottle of water and dramatically drink it in an argument? That is so weird. That is so very specific, isn't it? I want to see what show or film they're talking about. I've never seen this one. I have no idea. Um, You know, I didn't even think to, like, look and see if anyone gave examples in the comments on these tweets. That is so weird, isn't it? I I can't remember having seen anything when do that. I mean, yeah, people go to the fridge and they stand there and they look in the fridge and they might drink something standing at the door. I don't think it's dramatic necessarily, but the the having drinking dramatically and in a fight, that's that's weird. I guess when you gotta wet your whistle and keep arguing. I don't know. Right? I feel like that one. Yeah, I I really have to go and see that what one. Mo- I think is movie very specific. Really, yeah, that's very specific. They must have just watched something weird and. I don't think that I don't think that one's a, a particularly strong one there. <laughs> All right, number eight. Do Americans really chug milk out of the carton, or is that just a TV show thing? I don't know. I think it depends on how you were raised. I don't. I I I did drink orange juice out of a out of a carton recently because I was moving and I didn't have any glasses, <laughs> and, I, and there was only a little bit left, so I had to get rid of it before I was moving. So that was very specific. That's like the first time I'd done that in. I can't remember how long. I, I seriously think it depends on how you were raised. And I will admit, I will eat r- ice cream right out of the carton. Oh, okay. Totally. Yeah, so, done that. You know, I'm sure people will, like you were saying, the orange juice or whatever, milk or something. Yeah. So, yeah. We are kind of lazy. Like, if you're if it's late at night and you're just hungry and you don't really feel like getting a dish out. Yeah, Americans do do that to some degree. They'll stand at the fridge and eat stuff. It, it is very American, I think, to do that. Apparently dramatically. <laughs> dramatically, yeah. All right. Number nine. Why do Americans have so many school dances? Are they all real or is that stuff just in movies like homecoming, prom, winter formal? Are they different? Do you have a dance for every season? What is going on? That's great. I actually had this complaint a while ago because I was watching. Um, I used to watch the Vampire Diaries, the that uh, CW show. Oh, yeah. In Mystic Falls. They every friggin' episode was another was another dance. There was always some school <laughs> dance or event because they always had to be like trapped in the school with the vampires or whatever it was and the werewolves. And, but wait, was yeah. it all the same school year? It was all in the same year. Like almost every other week, there was some school event, oh, some hilarious. festival or some dance or something. Now I gotta give it to you because, or give it granted because, um, around those events is a great way to stage, you know, action. You know, those are. Yeah you know, people gathering together and things can happen. And so there's, there's potential for action and conflict at those, around those kinds of events. If it was just every, other, every regular day at school, it'd be boring, I guess. Okay, so let's break down. I'll go first. At my high school, we had homecoming. We had a winter formal, usually like Sadie Hawkins in the like yeah. early, like a Valentine's Day dance. We had prom that was usually junior, senior only. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like we had one more. Homecoming and prom were the big ones. And I feel like we had one or two more in there. So like three to four. How many did you have? Uh, that's about the same. Okay. Did you have Sadie Hawkins, really? 
Uh, something like it, yeah. Winter formal. Homecoming, winter formal, and prom were definitely in there. Sometimes they throw a spring dance in someplace. But yeah, that's about it. it really, now, when I was in, I think it was in junior high, we had more what they called sock hops in high school too, actually. And these were not like formals. They were more just casual after the football game on Friday night kind of dances. And nobody dressed up. We just kind of went to the gym and we had a DJ and danced and had music. So we did those, you know, you know, maybe once a month even. So maybe, maybe it's true, but they weren't like huge planning committee decorations, get limos and tuxedos. It wasn't like that. It was just casual. Hey, we're going to hang out at the school and have fun. Okay, so true story. In my middle school, they started introducing dances, not like like you were saying, not formal, but just like, you know, for the guys and girls to learn to mingle. And we had this guy called Dr. Disco. Oh, great. Who was our DJ. And it was like the most cringeworthy, cringeworthy thing ever. It was just, yeah, nobody was dancing that night. That sounds a lot like uh, something you'd see in an American TV show. Yeah. Right? No, that yeah. one really happened in real life. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Dr. Disco. Okay. <laughs> why do Americans in TV shows say, I went to Europe this summer? Like, where in Europe? Like, like, why not just say which country? Yeah. Because when Americans go to Europe, we want to get a lot in, I guess. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like when you come to, when, uh, you know, our, our guests from overseas come to the U.S., I guess they do say I went to the States or I went to the United States, but they usually say I went to California or I went to New York or Florida or whatever it is. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I will I will walk you back on that one. I had yeah. a friend who was sitting next to, I think it was an Australian on her flight here back to um, the United States. And she was telling me it was kind of funny because, again, like just like we don't necessarily have a good concept of geography in other continents. People coming here also, it's the same thing. You know, it's just. You learn, you know what you know, and you might not know another country. That's fine. She was saying that she was flying back to Michigan and she was saying that he was like, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to go to Nashville and I'm going to go to New York. And she's like, well, what about Canada? And he's like, oh, no, Canada's too far. She's like, Canada's an hour (laughs) away. You're flying to Detroit, you know. But again, because he was coming from a different place and didn't necessarily know the geography. Uh, So, yeah. I think it also has to do with Americans, um, like teens especially, will go on tours of Europe. So they'll travel all over. And maybe they're just kind of lumping it all together. I guess that's something we do say. Yeah. Go ahead. So number 11, do Americans actually love British accents as much as they do in the movies? Oh, yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be on this list, but there's that old saying that in American movies, the bad guy always, always has a British accent. That's the other part of it, you know. I wonder if in Europe, if they give the bad guys... An American accent. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I think in general, we just love foreign accents. Of course we do, because we all sound like a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, everyone likes, everyone's attracted to something a little different, a little more, you know. Unusual, cultural. Yeah. I hate to use the word exotic, but yeah. All right. Uh, number 12. Do Americans really call their best friend's parents Mr. and Mrs. like they do in the movies? Like, girl sleeps over at her besties three nights a week. And she still says, hey, Mrs. Williams, when her second mom walks in the house. That's such a long one. Yeah, we don't. I don't know. I guess I guess I did. I still called my best friend's uh, parents, Mr. and Mrs. Same here. To me, yeah, it was just, it, for us, it was a sign of respect. It's respect. Yeah. There are some modern parents, I suppose, that are like, 
oh, just call me Bill or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, kinda, yeah, goes I don't back know. back to the 50s, too. I remember watching the old uh, TV shows with, like, uh, Andy Griffith and uh, Leave it to Beaver, My Three Sons, you know, when the friend would come over, they'd always be, hello, Mrs. Cleaver. I mean, I think it's not just a sign of respect, but also um, kind of establishing authority as well. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're calling them Carol and Ron, then they don't have as much authority as Mr. and Mrs. Jones or something like that. I mean, I'll admit, like even married, sometimes I have to remember to call my husband's parents by their first name instead of Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's ingrained in you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. We're adults now, so it's a little different, but, but yeah. Old habits die hard. Old habits die hard, yeah. <laughs> Number 13. My question is, do cheerleaders in high school, uh, oh, let me see this. There's a couple things. All right, we'll do this again. Number 13. Are cheerleaders in high schools really like in the movies and TV shows? Are they the prettiest, most popular girls that everyone looks up to? Are they mean girls? Because that has always been such a cliche. OMG, it says. <laughs> OMG. I think it really depends, again, on where you grew up and what people are like. Like in middle school, the cheerleaders were kind of like, you know, the hot stuff. In high school, it was like, yeah, I guess so. But only if you paid attention and cared about that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's a specific, you know cheerleading here is a sport it's very competitive so yeah and you know like the bring it on kind of uh you know series of movies it's not unrealistic in some ways i mean obviously it's over overcompensated you know over accentuated for the movies but i think that's partially true and i think in any high school you're still going to have the click thing but i think it's less than it used to be i mean i've yeah. been in high school for a long time but you know, the whole anti-bullying and inclusivity that have, uh, you know, really been, you know, kind of growing in in the younger uh, generations, hopefully is, you know, that's not as much of a, a cliche and a trope that it used to be. You know where I would argue that the cliche probably came up from is, again, how big is your school? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to like a really small school of like, you know, 500 kids, then like everybody knows everybody. But again, you know, like I said, my school was 4,000 kids for high school. So like you could find a group. You didn't have to be, you know, kowtowing to the popular kids. And popular meant different things to everybody in a school of 4,000. Yeah. You know, depending on the size of the school, you may or may not have certain activities you might want to do, like gymnastics or, um, you know, I'm not even sure what else. uh, What do they call it? Um, Rhythmic dancing kind of, you know, kind Mm. of stuff. Those kind of creative arts, you know, some schools don't have programs for them. And cheerleading is kind of their only outlet for those kinds of, you know, athletic, uh, you know, students. So sometimes uh, you wind up doing that. I think that's how something happened in Buffy the Vampire Slayer like that. <laughs> I don't plan to ever write, ever write a cheerleading movie. At least that's my goal. Not your thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, do Americans really have to do physical projects like make a paper volcano uh, or foam solar system? to get graded on or is that just in the movies they're talking about the science fair trope the science fair trope yes did you have a science fair in your school because we I didn't. didn't i don't remember ever having a science fair we did not yeah i, I never had to build a volcano i uh, we might have done i mean i had chemistry class where we mixed stuff together and had stuff you know gurgle and do the smoky stuff but we never actually 
did that. We never had a science fair in my school. You know what another thing is, and I don't know if this would be a quote unquote trope, but it's definitely something that I know they do in schools and I never had to do it, is dissect anything. Oh, I did. I, I did. I somehow made it through my entire school career without dissecting a darn thing. I did a frog and a fetal pig. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes, fetal pigs are, I guess, uh, surprisingly similar to humans in their anatomy. So that's why huh. we... Yes, Flash is the name of our pig, yeah. You named your pig? Oh my gosh. Flash is a girl, too. So. Oh my gosh. Number 15. Why do Americans in TV and film just hang up without saying anything when they finished a call? Freaks? Well, this is, this is easy. Yeah, I can go take ahead. you to this one. So... First of all, which we mentioned earlier, when Americans write our scripts, we get we get in, we get out, right? You know, so you don't bother with the nice ideas like, oh, hello, I'm looking for Joanne. Yes, this is Joanne. What is it? Oh, this is, you know, Katie, I want to report a dead body. Like, we don't get into that. It's just right into it, right out. The yes. other interesting thing is I actually have watched, my husband mentioned this because he's like in Irish shows, they will say hi and they will say goodbye. And like, I've heard him on the phone. He will say goodbye forever. He'll be like, bye, 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 bye. It's just like a, this Irish thing. I have actually, when we were dating, I accidentally hung up on him because I thought he was done saying goodbye. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he was like he was in the middle of his fifth goodbye. Oops, you know. But it's just, it's something that they do over there. And so they'll incorporate it in their scripts over, you know, in at least Ireland. I don't know about maybe British TV too. They'll incorporate that high end goodbye. Whereas we don't because no. it's not relevant to the story. But yeah, it does make us look really cut mean. To the yeah, we cut to the chase. Yeah, it makes us look really mean. I remember on the X-Files, uh, David Duchovny's character, Fox Mulder, all he ever did when he answered the phone was Mulder. That's all he did. He just said Mulder. <laughs> Never said hi or goodbye. They just, hang up, they just hang up on each other, yeah. Oh, Tom, I'm letting you take the next one. Oh, do Americans really eat peanut butter and jam sandwiches, or is that just in the movies? Uh, yes, we absolutely do that. It is something we do, and uh, we do it uh, a lot. Peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly, we call it sometimes. Peanut, I guess you could call it jam too. But yeah, we we eat that all the time. In fact, you can buy peanut butter and jelly in a one jar. It's kind of pre-swirled, so you can just scoop it on. That, that that's weird. But you got to make sure you do it right, because I actually just saw a show, and this little girl was making her her peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and she hor she didn't put enough jelly on the jelly side. You got to get that equation just right, otherwise it's too too sticky with the peanut butter. So if you're gonna do peanut butter and jelly in your show or movie, make sure you do it right. Don't half half uh, jelly it. <laughs> It'll really bother Tom. Yeah, I had to literally. I actually texted Roshni right as I was watching. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe they did this. It was so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Do uh, Americans actually eat bacon with their fingers, or is that just on films and telly? We do. We yeah. Eat, yeah, we eat bacon. Are there people yeah. that eat it with a fork and knife? Cause... Um, well, I mean, I guess it depends, because like, I know in other countries, bacon is actually kind of like ham-like. It's thicker. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. there is that. We like our bacon kind of crispy and crunchy, so you can kind of pick it up and, and crunch on it. So Michael introduced me to this English sandwich called a bacon I think it's called a bacon butty. And mm. it's, I mean, it's literally bread and butter and bacon. It's really good. But that's not <laughs> it eating. Better be. It's not eating bacon straight with your fingers. It's eating yes. the sandwich. Yes. And, and if anyone knows, wants to know why Americans have heart, 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 heart attacks more than anybody else. It's all the bacon. It's all the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, do Americans actually do those project assignments uh, like we see on TV shows and films? 
like the fake babies uh, getting married to each other and all that. So that's like the like the um, parenting classes, I suppose. I didn't in my school. Never had I, that. I've no. seen it in a lot of shows, but the, the old trope of uh, two people who hate each other have to be parents to a baby egg or something. Get it through the week without it breaking, that kind of thing. You know, I bet maybe back in the day they would have done something like that. Or like when home ec was a big thing, we don't really have home ec classes anymore, which I think is a sad thing. But people hate group assignments. I would be really curious to know if they still make kids do group assignments. Because Hmm. you know how inevitably somebody wouldn't pull their weight? So it's probably why like this is an old trope, but like you wouldn't see it now because we hate group assignments. Yeah, um, there's all that is that's a trope of its own. There's the smart kid and the the kid who's lazy or the jock who's not going to do the work, and the other guy's like, "I'll just do it all because I know you're going to be a pain in the ass to work with." So, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's a trope. That's I, I I don't know if that actually happens anymore. Nineteen. Do Americans actually pledge allegiance to their flag in school, or does that only happen in films? It's true. We did it all the time in middle school. Middle school. Yeah, we didn't do it in high school. I don't think. At some point, we stopped doing it, but it's, yeah, and in parts of the country, it's like, if you don't do it, you're, like, ostracized. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be standing up for not doing it, yeah. I don't think you have time in high school. I think high school is too structured, honestly. It all depends on the school, but, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some parts of the country where they're, like, it's religion to them to to do that every day. Well, it was, like, a homeroom thing for us, Mm -hmm. and you don't have homeroom in, in high school. We did. You did? Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, you learn Depends something new every school. day. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Okay. Number 20. Why do Americans in films always greet the person who walks groggily into the kitchen with, how do you like your eggs when they're clearly already in the process of cooking the eggs and thus have decided for them? Well, <laughs> that's weird. If you're making scrambled eggs, there are two options. There's wet and dry. So... <laughs> So if you're in the middle of scrambling your eggs, you could stop now or keep cooking them longer. That's the only. Or if you have them sunny side up currently, they can technically be sunny side up or or be flipped over and be done over easy. So I guess if you're in the middle of cooking the eggs, you do have an option. The second answer to that question is maybe they're cooking different batches of eggs. So they're cooking eggs for somebody right now who wants them this way, but I'll make eggs for you another way. Or like they're making their own eggs and then, yeah, for the second person. And then the production answer would be because continuity. (laughs) (laughs) So that would, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Number 21. Do Americans really leave a key under a mat or rock like they do on TV and films? Yeah. 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 I'm sure not in like New York City or something like that, but um, in suburbia, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> uh, 22. Why do Americans chew pills like they're sweets in films? I, I, think that they, I think there's some characters that just do that. I don't think everybody does that. I think, and in fact, I just watched a show um, on Netflix, Queen's Gambit, where they were just swallowing the pills. And I was disturbed because they weren't drinking anything when they swallowed it. Oh. That was kinda, they were all just like forcing it down dry. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, that's man. Horrible. That's funny. But I don't think Ameri- Americans chew their pills. Okay, true confession time. I actually yeah. have trouble swallowing pills. Okay. So I will actually break open my pill and put it in applesauce, or I have chewed a pill on occasion. 
okay. And I know I'm not the only one. So, but not like we're sweet. (laughs) Definitely drink a lot of water with it. Well, nowadays, all, you can get all your vitamins and pills in gummy form, so you are actually chewing them. I do have gummy vitamins and gummy probiotics. And then my vitamin C and, my, uh, and something else I take are chewable, you know, dry chewable. So we do it a lot, I guess, but, but not like, like drug pills that you have to swallow. Those are, I guess it depends what the person's taking. Hmm. 23. Do Americans actually eat pancakes for breakfast every day, or is that just me watching too many TV shows? Who has time to make pancakes yeah, every day? Seriously, no, we don't eat pancakes every day. I would say someone's eating pancakes every day, but not not the same person every day. I buy my I buy mine frozen, pre-made from Trader Joe's. So. <laughs> I usually eat like oatmeal or yogurt or something quick. I eat something quick. I eat cereal. I eat eggs. I eat a lot of different things. So definitely not just eating pancakes. It takes pancakes time. Are kind of like a treat, actually. It's, a, it's like... yeah, it's like a Sunday brunch thing. It takes some yeah. time to make a pancake. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, if you come to Hollywood, go to the Griddle Cafe on Sunset. They make pancakes that are literally like over a foot in diameter, and they're ridiculous. So, Oh, actually, I've never even been there. You can eat them for like two days, yeah. Do Americans really go to summer camp, or is it just in films? Yes, we do. A yeah. lot of summer camps. Yeah. yeah. All over the place. I went to summer camp for, I think, six summers. Summer camp is, is how you get rid of your kids for the summer. It's not for the kids. It's for the parents. <laughs> Did you go to like the ones like in the actual woods and all that stuff? Yeah, I went. I went to summer camp in Maine. Oh my gosh! A, yeah, up on a Pleasant Lake, up in Casco, Maine. Yeah, I went to space camp. You went. To, you did. Oh, oh I loved Huntsville, it. Huntsville, Alabama, space camp. Huntsville, Alabama. All right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we definitely do that. So there's and there's lots of great stories. I mean, I have great stories from from camp. So I I definitely see it as great fodder for film and TV. Oh, it's fun! It's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And I grew up watching the classic Meatballs. That was the great uh, summer <laughs> camp movie when I was growing up. So I think, I don't think sleepaway camp is as prevalent as it used to be, though. It's expensive and a lot of people can't afford it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Usually now parents just send them for the day and then they, you know, they sleep at home at night. Or if they go to a sleepaway camp, it's only for like a week or so. It's not yeah. for the whole summer. I went for like eight weeks, two, like two months. That like, is a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. yeah. All right, 25. Do Americans really just dump money on the table and walk out instead of paying for their meals? Or is this another one of those American TV makes no sense things? Again, it just depends. Like if you're in a rush and you know what the bill is and you're like, here, keep the change, then you can throw the money on the table and go. Not so much anymore because we use credit cards so much now. Well, yeah, with coronavirus, you can't do that. Yeah, it's not dine and ditch like it used to be. (laughs) I think that trope just really came up as like a dramatic kind of thing. Yeah, like, here we go. Here, just throw some money on the table. You know, we're in a rush, that sort of thing. Or yeah, we've whatever. always talked about our pet peeve about groups going out to eat and then trying to divide up the bill. And someone's like, here's oh. my money. And they get up and leave and they haven't left enough money. And then, oh, and oh, yeah. you don't want to be the last person at the table when that happens. Because then yeah. you're always making up the difference. Like, oh, there's no tip, guys. Like, oh. Oh. Of course, Americans tip and a lot of other countries don't tip. So that's a big difference, too. All right. Do Americans really refer to their dogs as pooch, or is that just a TV thing? They call their dogs all kinds of things. Pooch. Pooch is definitely one of them. Pookie. <laughs> Pookie. I mean, well, call their dogs by their names, but uh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the thing is more nicknames for your dog than like this is my pooch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do Americans really say "knock yourself out" or is it a TV thing? 
Yeah, all yeah. the time. I say that all the time. It is a very real thing. Yeah. It, it's generally a little bit of a sarcastic remark. Like somebody's like, I want to go do this. I'm like, knock, knock yourself, yourself out, out. because yep. that sounds really stupid to me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the Southern equivalent of bless your heart. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is definitely another American trope. 28. Wait, do Americans really care about the week their birthday is in? Yes. Some even care what month. They'll celebrate some, it the whole month. Some have expanded to a whole month, yeah. Yeah. My birthday was recently, and uh, I'm. it kind of came and went in one day. I didn't really do a whole week for me. <laughs> but people do make a big deal about their birthdays. So Yeah. I think it depends, again, who you are, how you grew up, and how much of, of an emphasis your family placed on it. Mm. You know? 29. Why do Americans in TV shows have bottles of water sitting in their fridge? I would guess for this one, it's a production thing. It's mm-hmm. what's on hand and what you can stock the fridge with as a set dresser. That would be yeah, my guess. It depends on the character because uh, some some fridges will be stocked with beer, depending on the character. If it's a you know, single male, you know, kind of guy. Um, but if it's someone who's supposed to be real healthy or, you know, progressive or whatever, they might have lots of fancy water bottles, you know. Yeah. And again, yeah. What do you, you got to put something in the fridge to make it look like people actually live there. So the set dressers are like, what do we got here? Throw some water bottles in. That can be ridiculous at times. All they drink is water. And here, let me just speak a little bit more on this one as well. This is an interesting little thing. So a grocery store opened up near where I live. And at least in America, the way I was taught to grocery shop is you meal plan, you shop for like two or three weeks, you stock up your fridge, and you've got meals for like, close to a month, right? And my husband was so excited to have this grocery store nearby because, well, first of all, it was convenient, but also because at least in Europe, they go out every day just to buy the food what they need for that day. So they don't have full fridges. They only get what they need for the day. So depending on where this person is writing from, that could also be like, why is your fridge so fully stocked? Don't you go out every day to get the food? No, we don't. Most of us have to go to the supermarket once a couple weeks. Well, if you see the people coming out of Costco, you know, they're like stocking up for like winter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. uh, Let's see. Why do Americans on TV always have blenders inside their sinks? That I don't get. I think they mean a garbage disposal. Oh, you think so? I think so. Oh, I I thought they meant like set set the blender in the sink. Maybe they do. You know, I'm trying to think like, like, like you've left the blender in the sink to wash it. Maybe, you know, the the pitcher part of it but Maybe. but if, if they're talking about disposals that's just because we're wasteful and we have to grind up the food we don't eat um so it goes down the drain because we don't compost either plus it makes for a great device if like characters are mad at each other and they just turn on the disposal so they don't hear the other character oh yeah you and know? then there's the horror movie cliche where it's like oh i dropped something in the disposal now i have to reach down in there and then the phantom or whatever flips on the electricity and boom, your hand's gone you know? <laughs> that would just be my guess. <laughs> I get horribly antsy when I see uh, kitchen sinks in movies. Uh, oh, horror man. movies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no, don't go down the drain. That's funny. Do Americans actually get excited about fireplaces or is that just TV? I was excited about getting a fireplace in my place. I, I don't know. About you. I don't I don't I'm not excited about fireplaces in general. Um, I, I guess the question is, what is exciting about a fireplace? I mean, they can kind of be nice in the winter when it's cold, but we're in California, so it's not that cold. Cozy and romantic. But you know what? Also, to be fair, again, it could possibly be. So depending on where you live, 
and, you know, like maybe you're in an apartment like I am or whatever. A lot of fireplaces, I'd say maybe what I would go half and half are electric. You flip on a switch and they're pretty much aesthetic only. Mm -hmm. Unlike in other places, for example, my husband's family, they have a fireplace. But what does it do? It's practical. It heats the whole house. So they have to bring in wood all the time. So Mm. I can see why you wouldn't get excited about a fireplace if you have to chop wood for it all the time. But for us, it's aesthetic mostly. So, yeah, yeah, let's get excited. I recall at least one or two uh, movies where, you know, a bunch of kids go to the some, you know, house in the woods or, you know, some they're staying at a mansion or something and they walk in. Oh, look, a fireplace. And I don't know. I guess that's kind of I think that's just bad writing, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else to be excited about. Mm hmm. All right. Number 32. Why do Americans on TV always eat meatloaf and what is it? I don't eat meatloaf. I think it's disgusting. But I think it's a very American kind of steak and potatoes kind of meal. I mean, it's basically hamburger in a baked in a, a bread loaf pan. So it's it's basically like eating hamburger. It's not that that much different from hamburger. I eat turkey meatloaf because I don't eat beef, but I like it a lot. It's yummy. Do Americans drink milk with almost everything, or is that just in the shows? I don't. I Do don't you? drink milk. I drink. I have almond milk with my cereal, but I don't drink milk anymore. I think kids do. They kind of want kids to drink milk with a lot. Yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of like part of the dietary, you know, recommendations. You know, protein and vitamins and what have you. But in on TV shows, the trick with you know food is branding and stuff. So unless you have a product sponsor, you know product placement, you have to have them drink something. And kids drink milk at breakfast. Um, I, I guess you're either drinking water or you're drinking some generic kind of off-brand fake soda mm-hmm. or pop, as we call it back in Ohio. It might also depend on what kind of shows they're watching, because like. You know, everything has a purpose and like milk would be like wholesome family, you know, that sort of thing. So depending on what you're watching, maybe that's the feeling they're trying to convey. Yeah. Any show that has kids and sitting at a table eating a meal are going to have to be drinking something. And milk makes a good thing on TV because it's opaque and they can probably fake it pretty easily. So they don't have to worry about spoiling real milk. 34. Do Americans really have detention in school? Yes, we Mm -hmm. do. We definitely have detention in school. Yes. Yeah. Unless that's changed because bo- both you and I have been out of school for a while. But true. We had it when I was in school. <laughs> I imagine that hasn't changed at all. So um, is it like the breakfast club, though? Mm, no. No. Nah, not that fun. Not. <laughs> no. Usually it was after school. It wasn't on a weekend. And uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that cool or fun. Because the, the vice principal doesn't want to be there on Saturday either. So. I was going to say maybe detention in general kind of changed even after school because, yeah, the teachers don't really want to be there. And I don't even think they get paid extra for sitting around watching yeah, the kids write an essay. Those, you those, know, those duties. Yeah. We actually had detention in the morning before school. So you'd have to get there early. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And I think the one time I had detention, I missed the I had, was going to take the earlier bus, the high school bus to go to detention. At, at the junior high and I missed the early bus. So I wound up missing being late for my detention. And I got extra detention because of that. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Do Americans really dream about having their own reality TV show? Some do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people on social media now that are turning those, those uh, little bits and bites into shows. It's happening 
it seems like this seems like somebody every month or two is getting a show. Sarah Cooper on Instagram now has a is getting a show. Uh, she's just pop political humor. I don't know who else, but yeah, it does seem like I don't know if everybody dreams about it though. I think it's not necessarily reality TV, but like if you just say TV in general, like a talk show or you know, um, like a concept show, like Crazy Ex Girlfriend, it's really easy to take an existing property that someone's already come up with a very good concept or proven that they know what they're doing, like uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom, was discovered off of YouTube, or um, what's that one? Dear White People. Now, I know these aren't reality shows, but that was discovered off of Twitter. Uh, I believe, I forget the name of the lady, but there was a recent comic who I think was discovered off of YouTube, and she got like a, Lily Singh, and she got a, a talk show out of it. So people are getting discovered that way, but they're already proving that they can create the content, if that makes sense. So they're kind of going off of like a proven entity, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. 36. uh, Why do Americans in TV shows have really tall glasses, but only fill them halfway? I would say that this is actually a continuity thing. Hmm. If it's always half full, then you don't have to worry about, was it three quarters full or one quarter full? And if you notice, if you notice when people are eating or drinking, watch them and see how much they actually eat or drink, or if they just sort of move the food around on their plate, or if they just sort of like hold the glass in their hand. I would, and, and if think about it too, if they're in the middle of a scene and it's like, because remember we, what we come we come early and we wait, wait, no I'm, we come, come late leave come, early yeah so we come late we leave early I had it wrong so you're already in the middle of dinner so your glass would be half full because you've already yeah. drank some of it so mm-hmm. I would say for a continuity and kind of that feel of like we're already in the middle of the dinner that's probably mm-hmm. why there you go and last but not least uh, why do Americans in TV shows like trucks so much America. America. Right uh, there. That's that's called uh advertising is what that is. That's product placement. You know. Yeah. You got they they done it uh what is it? The GM does a ton of advertising in TV shows and movies. GM, Chrysler, Chevy, all of them. They they love to get their their big trucks on the shows, so. And it probably depends again on the type of show you're watching. You know, like if it's like uh Walker Texas Ranger or like you know, so, you know what I'm saying? Something really like set in like, yeah, America kind of thing. You know, they're gonna have trucks. Transformers was just a big commercial for Chevy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Those are all the crazy things Americans do that drive uh, non-Americans crazy when they watch our movies and TV shows. It <laughs> was fun. I'm glad we did this. We hope it helps you get a little better understanding of how our weird minds work. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>